0: And now it's one out of 10, like you said, we're focused on social media and engaging with the audience and stuff. When like, there are people who like their entire education is like to do that for you, you know what I mean? So I do think it is like, it's a big thing. And like artists, I do think generally should be better at asking for help.
1: Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Before we get into all of the hubbub today with my guest, I just want to remind everybody out there, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, wherever you're at, you're on some sort of a social media platform and there's probably a share button. If you want to share this shit with your friends and family and neighbors, it would help a lot. It would help me. It will help my friend who's sitting over here. We'll get to in a second and, you know, put a little bit more positivity into the internet land because Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of out there we don't Mm -hmm. need more of that we Mm -hmm. need more coolness and speaking of cool i'm sitting here today with a pretty cool individual (laughs) a friend of mine fellow musician fellow creator fellow human being on (laughs) this planet earth everybody make some noise for my friend isaiah ross the world is happy that you're here oh my goodness thank you everybody thank you happy to be here yeah, happy to have you. Feel free to push that. That'll that'll definitely go towards you if you okay. want to stay more like. Right in there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool,
1: cool, cool. I mean, you know, we can always, you know, I'll lean back it. Yeah, you know, first. let's let's enjoy ourselves. It's you know? a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Yeah, it's the tail end of Thanksgiving mm-hmm, weekend. We I know this is going to be going up a little bit later. The episodes don't go live, so. <laughs> Thanksgiving. We're pro- we might even be past Christmas at this point, or close yeah. to it. I don't know when this is going up exactly, mm-hmm. but hey, happy holidays, there my friend. How go. you been? How's everything going?
0: Things are good. Things are good. Life has been very busy. You know, it's nice to get some downtime with the holidays. You know, chill with the fam and stuff. You know, time to do stuff like this. You know, which is really nice. But yeah, things are good. Cool. Yeah. And we're here today. There's a lot that we
1: can get into with mm-hmm. you. You do a lot of stuff. You play a whole lot of music. Mm-hmm. You're. Mm-hmm. More than one band, I'm very mm-hmm. aware. Mm-hmm. So let's just get into the basics. Okay. You know,
0: who is Isaiah Ross? Cool. Well, I'm Isaiah Ross. I play in some bands. Those bands are uh, Jack Swing, Rowdy, and Brightside right now. Um, work at a coffee shop. And those are the main things. Yeah, those are the main things. Music is the thing I do the most, I think. Yes. So that's yeah. probably the biggest one. But and
1: how long yeah. have you been doing this independent music thing? hmm
0: like ten years now? Yeah. I wanna say. Yeah. Ten years. It's funny. I feel
1: like we've always I've been in the scene for about the same amount of time mm-hmm. and uh we've always been in like a similar social circle. Yeah, it's for sure. It's so you know small. I mean? It's so small. And yes. I feel like we've had like various projects that have probably played with each other Definitely. throughout the years. But Without this is the first doubt. time that like I'm really getting to sit down and like chew it up with you. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um so I know Jack Swing right now, that's mm-hmm. kinda like from my outsider perspective, that's mm-hmm. like your baby mm-hmm, in terms of musical
0: projects. Go. Mm-hmm, definitely so
1: how long has Jack Swing been a thing? Uh, since
0: 2016 officially, like as it exists now, I want to say. Um, there was one time like right when I was learning music for the first time when I was like 15 that I released an EP underneath the name Jack Swing. Um, it, was, it wasn't good. I've taken it down off the internet since then. It's unfindable. So where's the know?
1: name Jack Swing come from?
0: Well... I don't know. It just I was always looking for something. When I was young, I was looking for something that kind of would stand the test of time, the way that my favorite bands names stood the test of time. You know what I mean? Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, you know, very classic names with very classic associations. Black Sabbath, you know. Yeah. Um so I was thinking very much like that and I wanted something that had that balance between a name and an entity, you know what I mean? And um that's just what I came up with, you know. I like was raised in a very like listening to like new jack swing music type household, okay. you know. Yeah. So it was always a phrase that I knew. And then I just was like, actually, that might that might be the one right there. You Do
1: know? you get people that don't know you that think your name is Jack Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> all the time. You know, Jack, you know, everybody loves talking me
0: Jack. And it's okay. You know, I don't even Do you, correct him. Okay. Whatever. I'm just happy you're talking exactly, to me. Exactly. I'm happy you care. You okay. Know? So mm-hmm.
1: you said that you released an EP under that name back then that mm-hmm. has
0: since been extinct. Was it the yes. same style of music? Sort of like much less developed, you know. Um, this was before like I was in any of my bands, you know. So, this is still what I'm learning all of like the foundations of what would be what I would go on to be, you know, my mu- all of my musical stuff, you know. Yeah. So, it definitely like it's kind of like this is almost a full fledged version of what I was trying to do then, you know what I mean? But I that definitely, makes sense. yeah, definitely had a lot to learn when I was doing it, but yeah, definitely similar genre wise, surprisingly, actually. Yeah,
1: that's the funny thing about mm-hmm. uh, we'll just say I don't, I don't want to. The, the funny thing about diy mm-hmm. but just the funny thing about being an artist mm-hmm. is that you mentioned you know you've been involved for 10 years and mm-hmm. it seems like a really long time mm-hmm. but for us stepping back and looking at it that's yeah. not a whole lot of time yeah for sure for sure it's crazy it, it takes a long i think it takes a lot of time to really develop and like hone that craft
0: mm-hmm. definitely
1: you definitely. know you even like you'll hear stuff about like uh you know like a billie eilish or something it's mm-hmm. like you know she's a young person mm-hmm. she's blowing up mm-hmm. but it's still like you like read about her background it's uh-huh. like oh you're still like probably working on music when you were like 9 yeah exactly like <laughs> So still it's like it's still grinding. been 10 years yeah, for you for sure. you know yeah, it's, it's still crazy. hustling 100% it's crazy yeah. to think about that it def- it's wild so it now flash forward mm-hmm. 10 years jack swing mm-hmm. I would just say that, you know, you're a no-bullshit rock band. I don't know how you
0: classify it or how (laughs) you you. feel about genres. (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to feel like. You know what I mean? Um, We very much just kind of want to be a rock band in 2019. You know what I mean? Just keeping – I don't want to say the values of rock and roll from the past because there's definitely some uh, less than – uh, reputable decisions that have been made The musical values we'll exactly but the musical values <laughs> the energy you know what I mean yeah um, even like the approach to like recording and that type of stuff you know but um, yeah just very like we want to kind of embrace that sense of classic and bring that to today you know mm-hmm. there's something With
1: really that. cool about listening to you and whenever you know I've seen you play once or twice I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure and there is that like I said that no bullshit no gimmick mm-hmm. it's very just it speaks to this uh i don't want to say uncensored uncensored but just like undoctored thing that mm-hmm. is cool about rock music yeah thank you thank you is i'm it's not completely gone mm-hmm. but it's really rare i feel to see bands especially on an underground level that are willing to be so transparent because mm-hmm. it's all like let's have like perfect sounding recordings mm-hmm. let's try to do modern sounding yeah, stuff sure. and I don't know. It's just rock music is changing. It is. uh, Which is fine. Mm -hmm. Music in general always changes. Mm -hmm. I I don't care to be one of those people that says, oh, rock isn't what it used to be. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, the the idea of what most people think of rock is only, Mm -hmm. you know, half a century old. And music is centuries upon centuries old. Mm -hmm. So it's always going to be evolving.
0: 100%.
1: But with Jack Swing, what is the... If you can even answer this question, mm-hmm. if there is an answer, mm-hmm. what was the thing with you that just like, I wanna do this? Mm-hmm versus, like, doing something more modern or Uh more, like, nuanced in terms
0: of genre? Mm -hmm. Like, what made you just want to stick to doing, like, fucking rock? Mm -hmm. For me, it was just... um, So that was kind of how I learned music. Uh, Rowdy, who plays with me in Jack Swing, was my first music teacher, right? So pretty much he was teaching me bass, and we would just kind of... I was learning all these classic songs, a lot of, like, Chili Peppers and, like, all that type of stuff. And, like, growing up, you know, I hadn't really been exposed to rock and roll music, you know? So I was kind of... I found it pretty late, you know? But um, it kind of, like, just... Felt so natural and ignited this part of me, you know. So as I got into bands that would later become my favorite bands, like you know Led Zeppelin, for example, um, there was just this level of ability that I felt like, and even passion, you know, that I felt like I hadn't seen in today's music, you know. And I feel like there's definitely uh, there's definitely some rock music where they still bring it with that energy, you know. Dave Grohl, for example, has sure. his entire life, but at the same time, I'm talking like a new generation of people who are trying to carry that energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, it was just this level to which I watched these musicians, and it feels like they were just so much – I don't know. They just had so much more mastery over their instruments, so much more passion for the craft than I felt like I was seeing – um, in a lot of these, like, famous bands. In the DIY scene, I feel like you see it a lot, though. You know, I still you still have that kind of passion because you're, like, in a basement just being honest about your feelings, you know. But um, I kind of, like, that was what drove me the most is that mentality of, like, you know, we can be as good as our heroes. You know, we can be as good at our instruments as the people that inspired us to play instruments, you know. And I feel like there's almost this separation where it's, like, you know, nobody wants to... You know, you don't have to go to guitar college necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, like you can get to a point where you have all the questions answered on your instrument. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's worth kind of like taking that and doing your best with it, you know, and bringing that energy forward. And, um, cause even when you're still that good you're still making mistakes, you know, even watching Led Zeppelin, like they were making mistakes, you know, but it's like, you're, it's because they're giving it a hundred percent in that moment, you know? Sure. And I think those mistakes are awesome, you know? And I think it's worth not taking them out and keeping them, you know? But, um, Yeah. It's
1: really easy to romanticize the idea of perfection, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. when you go back and actually analyze something like a Led Zeppelin or another artist of the time, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not perfect. Yeah, exactly. And nothing is supposed to be perfect, and I think that that's what is cool about rock music is that it's undeniably human, Mm -hmm. and there's something with a lot of modern music that isn't human. I won't say that they're bad songs, Mm -hmm. but there's something not human about it. It makes it hard for me to connect with it. 100%. Um, A group that I bring up a lot in this conversation, so Mm -hmm. apologies for people that listen to the show regularly, but Mm -hmm. 21 Pilots. Mm -hmm. They're a band that, you know, they're one of the biggest modern rock bands. Definitely. If not the biggest. Yeah. I think that they're phenomenal songwriters, but Uh I feel like their music sounds sterile as a result of production. Uh I've seen live clips of them, and Mm -hmm. it's a different beast. It's awesome because it's like, oh, when there's actually people playing this music live, Mm -hmm. these are good songs. You're writing really cool music, Mm -hmm. but with... Mm -hmm. The modern production you don't get those you don't hear those mistakes and it's like how am i supposed to connect with this like robotic emotion
0: yeah a hundred percent and i've actually i've even seen them uh live because i worked at stage A E for like four years and um yeah i have i have very mixed opinions on them because i definitely do believe that they're great musicians but even live you know you get that almost it feels like you're in the studio you know i'm sure that they got a click going you know that type of thing and i just would be so curious To hear either of those musicians, because it's only two dudes, which is like crazy impressive, you know, but like I would be super curious to hear any of them like play in like a very just like live feeling it with some other good musician So there's
1: uh, they did a there's a series of YouTube videos that they did with Mute Math, you know that Mm, Mute mm -hmm, Math. mm -hmm. So it's them two plus all of Mute Math playing like five of their songs.
0: Okay, crazy. And
1: it's like an audio tree type of thing. Uh huh. And it's sick. It's awesome. And that that was the thing that really turned like, flipped my perspective on mm-hmm. them. It's like, you know, okay, so you're playing these songs. You got a full room of talented musicians, mm-hmm. and this was awesome. Mm-hmm. I wish it was always like this. Yeah. But I know if it was always like this, you wouldn't be as big as you are. Yeah. And that's like the heartbreaking thing For about sure. it.
0: Exactly. Because there's balance.
1: something where that. um I don't know. I wonder how. I don't know. I'm not nearly smart enough to have the conversation that I'm about to get into, Uh but let's fuck with it. (laughs) Yeah, let's try. Um, So, you know, I feel like we're really disconnected as a society right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of – we mask our, like, true identities Mm -hmm. and these, you know, social media platforms Mm -hmm. and all of these things. We're afraid of, like, emotion and afraid of feelings. Mm -hmm, And I wonder if there's a part of this, like, sterile, perfect music Mm -hmm. that caters to that, like – uh, that way that we feel about ourselves as people, where we, you know, we don't mm-hmm. want to deal with the conflict of things not being perfect, uh-huh. so we want to listen to music that's perfect and present ourselves in a perfect manner, and uh-huh. like have music that sounds one thousand percent like the recording when we go see it.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure, dude, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I think, you know, for me at least, when I think about that, I think capitalism is a huge thing in that. That might be the biggest player in that. You know what I mean? Because it's like you have times like you know, look at like the 50s through 70s, when people are like playing music and people are just feeling music. You know what I mean? It was just so honest, you know, such an honest, genuine expression of art, you know, and then you have, over time, you see like all these like executives, whoever, the heads of the darkness, whatever, you know, <laughs> and they're like looking at this and they're like, all right, well, like these are the songs that made the most money. What are the characteristics of these songs that made that money? How do we apply that to a thing that we can control and monetize? You know what I mean? Sure. And I feel like it's that mindset that's been applied to everything. You know what I mean? Even like even movies, you know, every form of cinema or every form of media, I mean, <clears throat> has that aspect now where it's like, all right, well, we figured out how to make money from this. So how do we just put this into the equation to get some money out of it? You know, Sure, it's
1: like people, may, they pay more attention to the the metrics and the numbers versus the quality of the, exactly. the product. It's itself. like listen to a
0: song and how does it make you feel? You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like if you listen to any of these songs like versus, like I don't know, like a Steely Dan song, like and these dudes, like, it's like it's so strange because even like, you know, any steely dance song to me, like has more emotions than probably you know, most of the pop music that's come out. Every pop song that's come out in the last decade at least, I would say. And it's just dudes playing music, and they were like trying really hard for sure, like definitely perfectionists, you know, but it's still just like people in a room playing music, listening to each other, you know, trying to get those emotions out.
1: I think there's something about that era of music where you had less social distractions. Mm-hmm. And it was harder to get noticed. So mm-hmm. you just generally had to work harder at your craft yeah, to definitely. get things out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've joked about this before where, you know, now we have Spotify that's this great resource. Mm-hmm. And it's like the modern day record store. Yeah, But whenever you went into a record store, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't the shelves weren't lined with everybody's demo tapes <laughs> yeah, exactly. and that's like essentially what yeah. a big part of spotify mm-hmm. is now is like mm-hmm. you just have a lot of like even if it is like professionally recorded stuff from bands these are bands that are still figuring it out yeah 100 percent. and i think that everybody has the right to put stuff out there but there's mm-hmm. also the flip of me that thinks about old times where it's like uh-huh. the only time stuff made it onto a shelf it was mm-hmm. like stuff that was really like curated and thought out mm-hmm. and by people that really knew what the fuck was mm-hmm. going on definitely, definitely and like there's just like a certain amount of um effort that you used to have to put in that you don't anymore mm-hmm. that i think made people a little bit better at their yeah, craft
0: definitely definitely I and think it's
1: so. But it's, I still think it's great that anybody could put anything out there. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, you know, me and you could stop this podcast right now. Mm -hmm. You know, you could get a guitar. I could make a beat. We could put that (laughs) shit on Spotify and it'd be up tomorrow. It'd be up tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Worldwide
1: distribution. Exactly. That's
0: super cool. Yeah. It's super cool. And it also is crazy because it is so accessible now. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know if it's for better or for worse. You know, it's,
1: it's hard. It's, it's great, but it's also completely ignorant. To not acknowledge mm-hmm. how it is a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. Because like there used to be a time when, a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. when you told people your stuff was on Spotify and mm-hmm. it meant something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Much like back in the day when you'd be like, oh, you could go to the mall and buy my CD. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. everybody could say that. Mm-hmm. And it had a little extra bit of a, a weight to it. Like, oh, fuck, you put in this extra work. Yeah. For sure. Now, like, when somebody tells me they have something on Spotify, it's like, I'm happy that you followed through and did something,
0: <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't hold the same amount it of, like, mm-hmm. waste Because you see it every day, you know? Yeah, And it's, like, there's just... It's it's exponentially multiplied on such a I'm, ridiculous I'm honestly care, more
1: impressed know? nowadays when a, people say they put something out on CD. Like, oh, you're yeah. still trying to do this? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> you yeah. must really care. It's wild, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's, like, you know, now it's just so many people putting out music. There's so much music, so much music. And I feel like that's also kind of plays into what we were talking about before where it's like, because there's so much music, people are more kind of like thinking about, you know, how do I appease to the masses? You know, what are the like strategical numbers that I need to be thinking about right now as i like to take into account with my songwriting to appease to the masses, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um when before it, like, that wasn't even on the, like, that wasn't an option, you know. Like, Led Zeppelin didn't even re- release singles, you know. And that was, like, just such a difference, you know, if that, like, puts things in perspective. You oh, know? yeah. For a band to be like, you know, we don't even release singles. And then for them to end up the biggest band ever, like, that's crazy, you know. Yeah, it's, a, like, it's
1: a different time.
0: Completely different time, you and, know? and The thing I like to bring up with a lot of people, too, is, uh,
1: like, the Beatles. People mm-hmm. talk a lot of shit on the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they released, like, 14 albums in <laughs> yeah. seven years. Yeah, dude, yeah. Like they people tore it don't out, people it's don't crazy. realize that like all of that happened in under a decade. Yeah, like, we're talking sure. about this decade yeah, thing, right? Uh, uh-huh. like, think about the impact that the Beatles dude, had in oh, yeah.
0: seven years. It's crazy, dude. It's literally it's get ludicrous. the fuck out. And of people here. love That's the talking same thing shit
1: with, with Led Zeppelin yeah. too. Like that was such a small uh-huh. time It's such frame. a huge impact. Yeah, and
0: people love talking shit. They're going to forever. But like the Beatles, like you can't deny what they did. You know what I mean? And I feel like anybody who's like actually looking at what happened, it's like, all right, please just give it to them. You know, and sure, like they had their downfalls. John Lennon, I'm sure, sh- you know, we all know, you know, we all know that John Lennon had his darkness. In, oh yeah. 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 You know? And it's like, sure. Be honest about him, but also be honest about the reality of the situation. Like they did a lot of great stuff for music, you know, um, uh, and worked really hard, you know, Paul right. McCartney's still putting out music. I don't know if you've heard any of his newest album. It's pretty, it's not good. It's not good because he's, <laughs> he's doing exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like Paul McCartney, you know, it's like, Paul McCartney of the Beatles. He put out a record that was like, uh, the, I think the single. It was called like "Fuh You." If you if you heard about this, no, yeah, it was like you won't believe it. Listen to this whenever you get home, but you will not believe your ears.
1: Can we listen to it now?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's pull it up. <laughs> let's pull it up. What's it called? "Fuh You." I think F U H U. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. We'll get there, but mm-hmm. in the meantime, so Paul McCartney. You had mentioned finding uh, rock a little bit later Mm -hmm. in, in your adolescence. Mm -hmm. So before that, did you have a strong connection with music? And if so, what were you mm-hmm. listening to?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, So my mom even, like, uh, she was the first female rapper from Pittsburgh to put out a record. My mom, what? Yeah, Jazzy Love. What's her name? And now she's a principal. They call her the rapping principal. She's always rapping for the kids and stuff.
1: Yo, does um, your mom want to be on the podcast?
0: Dude, I'll I'll get her down here, man, yeah. I would love that. Sounds that good. Is I'll awesome. put you guys in contact. Cool. Yeah. Tell me more about this. Sounds good. She's the best, yeah. But I think it was eighty eight, eighty nine she put out her record, The Queen of Rap. Okay. And um, yeah, she like she was just like in the ship, you know what I mean? As far as Pittsburgh had gotten, at least in the time. That's you awesome. Know? And um like people that she like was not were involved with, like, later moved on to like New York and stuff, ended up like hanging out with like people like Nas and stuff. Just those people weren't necessarily here at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of people who were here at the time, my mom was up in there for sure. But um, so yeah, growing up, like I was always listening to like rap, hip hop. I loved it, you know, and um, that's how I started playing music. Actually, was um, I watched Notorious for the first time when I was like twelve or thirteen, uh, and I was just like this. Like I didn't know, like I didn't know the story of Biggie when I was that young. You know what I mean? And um, I saw it, and I was like, this is so unjust. You know, this just can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this like can't be right. Yeah, like, it yeah. must be my like universal duty to take on the spirit of biggie and start rapping okay so i just started rapping and i like started out as a rapper right um so yeah like that because that's just what i knew so i knew like all the like soul r&b rap like that type of stuff Uh is what i was like brought up on but yeah definitely a huge part of my life for sure gospel my like family my dad was a pastor so a lot of like baptist church music that type of stuff but that's super cool i've been like over the
1: course of I have an opener. You oh, need an opener? Thank you. I appreciate Over it. Over the course of doing the show, I've noticed like there's this weird thing with it's not weird. Mm-hmm. I just some I use really poor verbs uh-huh. sometimes. No, I'm I trying to fit. get better at that. Mm-hmm. There's this thing that I've noticed. It's it seems to be pretty unique with people that come from musical backgrounds mm-hmm. and like their outlook on music now uh-huh. being like independent artists, people that have uh-huh. like musical families tend mm-hmm. to have this much more positive good energy about mm-hmm. it uh-huh. whereas people that come from maybe families that weren't involved in music at all or mm-hmm. people or families gave them shit for doing it they're uh-huh. like it's like you're getting started with this jaded mentality from yeah, the gate for and it's sure like,
0: for sure it has to be a
1: really hard thing to overcome oh
0: yeah definitely i think you need that acceptance you know what i mean and like there was definitely a level to which because my mom you know she not that she gave it up, because she still still does it all the time. But she, like, decided to pursue education as her career. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, I think there was always that mentality of, like, coming up. Like, all right, you can do all this stuff right now. But at the end of the day, like, you need to figure out what you're going to do. So, whenever it came time, you know, 18, like, that was definitely a thing that we had to get over. But she couldn't be more supportive now. She literally yeah. is, you know, my absolute biggest fan. I couldn't be more appreciative of her. I,
1: I've been, like, every time I try to have this particular – I try to make this point with some people. Mm-hmm. And it seems to either go over a lot of people's heads mm-hmm. or they just kind of like look at me like I'm an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I feel like what we're doing, mm-hmm. it's not normal. Uh-huh. It's normal to us. Yeah. But if you think about like the average person, mm-hmm. trying to like – the average person does not do what we do. And that's yeah. nothing against the average person. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that what we do is not normal. For sure. So in order for us to like – beat ourselves up over the fact that we're trying to do this insanely crazy thing Mm -hmm. we're trying to be a one in a million Uh statistics and if it doesn't work out for us to beat ourselves up Mm -hmm. that is outrageous Mm -hmm. i think that we for people that are you know creatives whether you're visual art audio art whatever Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter anything creative you're a one in a million person Mm -hmm. and rather than focusing on like the big big picture of like, I need to make it. I mm-hmm. think you just need to focus on what makes you happy and like mm-hmm. what what is calling out to you. So mm-hmm. like, you know, you bring up like, you know, things with your mom and music mm-hmm. maybe not working out. Mm-hmm. That's fine because yeah. it seems like she probably found a life path that worked out for her great right? and she's yeah in a good place. Yeah. And I think that it's really important for artists to, you know, reflect on those things Definitely. and like Be happy with where you're at because what you're doing is fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. It's when you think about the
1: statistics, it's fucking crazy. Keep doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. But also do not beat yourself up if it Mm -hmm. doesn't work out in the way that you're thinking it's going to. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a matter of like shifting your perspective and Mm -hmm. like, you know, also like, but everybody does this for different reasons. There are Mm -hmm. some people that, you know, pick up guitars because they want to be famous. You know, they want to be the next fucking Jimmy Page. Yeah. And that's tight, but. Bro, Jimmy Page, one yeah. in a billion. Yeah, one in a million, man. Yeah. <laughs> one in a billion. Pretty good. Yeah. Trillion. He's Who knows, good, you know, yeah. how many fucking people yeah. have lived, you know? Honestly, yeah. So uh, but I mean, we could also get into the conversation of, you know, <laughs> how much Jimmy Page did or did not rip off Dude, music yeah. from people. But hundred percent And he <laughs> but, did.
0: He did, you know. And it's like we gotta be honest but about that. But still, all there that. is like, an importance of like mm.
1: Jimmy Page unquestionably ripped off a ton of black artists. Mm-hmm. But no I wonder, on the flip, you know, him being this white vessel exposing this music uh-huh. to the masses, mm-hmm. would people have ever found out yeah. about this stuff mm-hmm. without that vessel?
0: 100%. Uh, yeah.
1: Maybe eventually they would have. I really yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. It's it's a very interesting question. But
1: uh, it's also a thing where it's like uh, people talk a lot about like cultural appropriation. Uh-huh. And like, you know, is cultural appropriate... Uh, cultural appropriation, <laughs> is that always a negative thing? Or is it sometimes like, you know, was it like, was Jimmy Page trying to, I guess the question would be, was he like trying to deceive people uh-huh. or was it just the thing where it's like, this was what he was genuinely passionate about and yeah. he wasn't planning on being this one in a billion person. Uh-huh. It just took off.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then like, what do you do once people acknowledge your work? Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, yeah, tough because I feel like with Jimmy Page, at least i do feel like there was a lot of intention with him not that he was like intentionally trying to rip off black people like oh man i'm gonna steal this it's gonna go great you know but i do think he knew what he was doing he loved the blues and he was listening to it all the time you yeah. know and i do think there's a level to which it kind of like for me at least like led zeppelin was my favorite band for so long that it's like by the time i was woke and understood all these things. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, oh man, like, like yeah, you know, like, you st-
1: how do you deal with that? Exactly. Like when, you you, still, when
0: you realize it. Exactly, but it's like you still listen to this stuff and you're like, well, it's still it's still not Led Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Like I still like I'm glad that I know where it came from, but I still needed Led Zeppelin to be Led Zeppelin at the same time. And I think For all of us, like it's a balance of like, you know, it's okay to take inspiration from everyone because that's what art is. You know what I mean? That's the only way that it can kind of evolve, you know, but at the same time, I think you got to give credit where it's due. And that's one thing that Zeppelin didn't do as great as it could have, you know, like you could have just been honest about it. We all know. You know what I mean? Like we it's how long 50 years later like we all have tracked down who wrote the songs you know sure. what i mean and like you could have just gave them credit yeah sure you know
1: there's the i guess you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks yeah, mentality exactly. and there's that whole thing where it's like again all of these artists were coming up in a time where we were not connected yeah exactly. i mean we have digital encyclopedias mm-hmm. in our pockets yeah. every single person mm-hmm. we can find out anything that we want to in yeah. a second mm-hmm. i have this fucking paul mccartney song pulled mm-hmm. up it took me two seconds, <laughs> two seconds to seconds pull it up. It's ready to go yeah uh so we could get into that in yeah. a second mm-hmm. uh paul mccartney for you yeah, yeah please uh yeah you know what actually let's do this now <laughs> let's just <laughs> dig into this do you want to watch the lyric video or the music video? You uh, should, should probably see the music video just to see uh what he was thinking here, because I I don't get it. All <laughs> right. So let me uh let's let's full screen this this real quick here. Uh and then I just need to make sure that actually our audio is coming through on the computer real quick. For those of you that are not watching on Facebook and or YouTube, this is uh you're bad. <laughs> Because we're gonna check this out. So let's see. Paul McCartney for you. Let's see what uh let's see what the the king of pop <laughs> yeah. I, arguably, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. One of them. Mm-hmm. What 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 he's up to these days. Oh <laughs> uh, we have like a little intro here. We have to keep talking, otherwise uh-huh. it's not uh free <laughs> use. Yeah, yeah, of
0: course, of course. Yeah, so we got some setup going on. This yeah. Did Ed Sheeran help him write this song? Dude, I think I feel like he had a team of like the youngest, hottest. Yeah, like Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's I mean, enough. You get the gist. That's enough gist. of that. Yeah. Like it's pretty wild, you know? Who? It's like hard to wrap my mind around.
1: I, I get it, but it's like,
0: who who asked for that? Yeah. And who would be like, Paul, this is how you should handle this song? You from the Beatles, you should sing this song like this right yeah whose idea because they were wrong i think right i don't know it's okay. hard to say it's hard okay.
1: because who knows maybe he went to the studio and he was genuinely like this is what i want to do uh-huh. this is the kind of song i want to make uh-huh i don't know yeah he's True. not here i can't I ask him was, yeah. paul if you're listening yeah let me know paul please let us know yeah Jesus. Uh, that's the other, I, I don't know mm-hmm. there's so many variables it could be a thing where it's like this is genuinely what I want to do. Yeah. Or it could be what you said, like a team of people just writing songs for yeah. him. I mean, I would understand, too. And like, he just doesn't give a shit anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're going to give you... You're going to make this much money off of this song. Uh-huh.
0: And I feel like it's, too, this, this need to connect with the younger generation, you know, which is definitely important. You know, Or how about sorry, this? I how about... This that's okay. I hope, yeah, It's all good. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Here's
1: a seven-layer burrito <laughs> okay. for you yes. if was you want to get real deep. <laughs> Please, yes. What if mm-hmm. the idea... Or a concept behind this idea mm-hmm. is not to necessarily get the youth engaged with Paul McCartney, uh-huh. but to get boomers engaged with the youth. Because uh-huh. the boomers uh-huh. are gonna listen to this song uh-huh. and then they're gonna realize that, oh, this sounds like the music that my kids listen to. Uh-huh. And then it connects everybody in a positive way.
0: Yeah. Maybe. That, that's definitely a know. positive outcome. I mean, yeah, that would be a better outcome. I'm very trying my best. Here. I'm yes. trying my best. Yes. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that would be great, you know? But I don't even know, like, I'm curious, like if people who like love the Beatles who love Paul McCartney, like would if anybody heard that and was like, you know what? Like, hell yeah, child, your I mean, music isn't too bad. Thing, you know? Unquestionably, if uh-huh. the Beatles
1: happened today,
0: yeah, they would
1: be making music that sounded like that. So yeah. I mean, if you think about, you know, the Beatles have always they were modern pop. Very they were true. probably like the first modern pop act yeah. to really break.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: So what is modern pop in? 2019 2020
0: yeah that it is that it is that so Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah it's tough man it's tough i guess yeah he's not wrong for trying you know but the the the, the title fuck you (laughs) yeah dude like oh man it's all right i love him i love paul mccartney it's like it's i honestly this is probably gonna have a lot of split uh feelings (laughs) but i honestly feel similarly about this song as i feel about like kanye west Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Kanye's, if you're asking me, Kanye's going through it right now. And he's made a lot of very questionable <laughs> decisions <laughs> putting it publicly, way. yes, for sure. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't ignore the other Like, I can't ignore the first seven or however many albums. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was still like nine listening to like him for like the first time, like my mind being absolutely blown, you know, and that you know, I don't know.
1: So, my take <coughs> on Kanye West, mm-hmm. and this is a take that I've had for a long time. Mm-hmm as I feel that he's gone from being this person that was the voice of a generation mm-hmm. to becoming like somebody that is very desperate to stay relevant. Uh-huh. And I feel like it happened around that Jesus period. Yeah. Um, nothing against any of the content that he put out in mm-hmm. that time frame, but I feel like the transition from, uh, I feel like, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i feel like that Mm -hmm. was like the last great thing that he put out Mm -hmm. that was like very selfish unapologetically kanye Mm -hmm. excellent record and then yeezus i feel like he was like trying to tap into something that he wasn't Uh because what was popular in that era you Uh know what i mean like you had like at this point you have like your odd futures and like on one side and then like Death grips on another yeah, side like sure. all these people that are getting into those mm-hmm. like abstract yeah, forms like the of hip hop. Sure. Um and I feel like he wanted to dive into that but I never felt like it was Kanye. Yeah. And ever since Yeezus on, I feel like he's always just been somebody that was more focused on pandering and staying relevant mm-hmm. versus being 100% himself. Mm-hmm. Now with like this gospel shit that he's doing, yeah, dude. I feel like he's maybe getting back into like trying to be himself. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a big part of him that is like lost in yeah, like, gone, like yeah. some Kardashian haze. which yeah, I have no
0: fucking idea. Yeah, it's like, crazy. What is going on with them? Yeah, it, it is absolutely wild. I do think though, Life of Pablo, I think that was a good record. I think that was some good stuff. If you're asking me, well, I so I don't think that he's put out
1: any bad music. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like he's put out things that feel like to me like oh this is unquestionably kanye uh-huh. like mm. i just hear too many influences of other people leaking uh-huh. into his shit where that. there was a time where kanye dropped college dropout mm-hmm. nothing in the world sounded like that 100%. and then all of a sudden everything else sounded like kanye west yep mm-hmm. now kanye sounds like everybody else yeah like for sure for sure you know, it flipped yeah and those first I,
0: three records i think are untouchable you know what i mean like i think that that did so much for hip-hop you know even like Uh, yeah definitely man it's such an anomaly you know but it is that Yeah, college dropout and late registration were hugely influential on me
1: Mm -hmm, just in terms of just like even like because those albums dropped right around the time that i was like really getting into beat production and Mm -hmm. things like that and like i just like learned so much about production from studying those records Uh because like i didn't know like what the fuck like Rhyme Sayers Entertainment was, an mm-hmm. LP, and Aesop rhyme mm-hmm. and, like, Atmosphere, I didn't know that underground shit, like, yeah. like you know what I mean? I'm for fucking, sure. like, a teenager, I'm learning about, mm-hmm. like, hip-hop through all the same channels everybody else is, mm-hmm. Definitely. so, like, that was a huge gateway for me, yeah. to, like, learning about,
0: like, underground rap shit were those two albums, and mm-hmm. how production worked. Yeah, for sure, and that's also, like, that first, those first couple records are one of the reasons for me why he can almost do... Like, there are a few things for me, that like, for Kanye that are, like, you. I can't turn back from, you know, because he just was so, like – he just was so inspirational to so many people, you know. And, like, the way he approached College Dropout even where this is a record where he did everything on the record, you know. And then the last song on the record, he literally just tells the story of how he did it all, you know what I mean? And, like, for everyone, like, anybody who was trying to make music, he was just, like, telling this story of, like, you know – it's going to be terrible, you know? And I just, it was terrible for me, and I'm Kanye, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just kept trying 100%. I believed in myself, and now here I am, you know? And for me, like, growing up, like, every time I would hear that song, like, it would just destroy me, you know what I mean? Just to, like, hear him be like, yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen, but, but I kept trying, and here I am.
1: The problem with me and Kanye West thinking about it <coughs> mm-hmm. is I feel like he's writing these songs, mm-hmm. and he wants everybody to listen to what he's saying, right? Uh-huh. But I, I feel like He's never listened to himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like learning
1: from your own mistakes sort of thing. I feel like now if you like listen to those first few records and like, you know, the person that he talked about who he was and like the growths and the struggles that he faced Mm -hmm. and the person that he is now, Mm -hmm. it's like you did not become the person that you were trying to be. 100%. 100%. You didn't. So like that, you know, is sad in a way.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I feel like he like forgot where he came from very hard, you know. And I feel like he's in a but, completely different mentality. You
1: can't even imagine being in the type of world that he. Yeah, exists exactly. That's though.
0: what I'm saying. It's such a different plane of existence that he's probably just so disconnected. From all of the people who, like before, were his main demographic, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and he's still like, you know, like why? Are you, why do y'all think I'm acting wild? You know, but it's yeah. like Kanye, like, and even like, not in touch with the people, but yeah, it's,
1: it's like you're not in touch with the. I just feel like he's not in touch with himself, mm-hmm. and then not being in touch with the people and like understanding like the right and wrong ways to address things. For sure, you know what I mean. Like, okay, cool. Like, you know, you want to wear a Trump hat and go on TMZ and yeah. say some wild shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other ways to get the it's yeah, like, get exactly. this message out in your music yeah but any that other also way, that honestly. also speaks to <laughs> another like another just part of the era that we're living in now mm-hmm. where it's like if you are a working musician i mean art art in general s- suffers from this but we'll mm-hmm. just stick with musicians uh-huh. it's like being a musician we'll say in like the led zeppelin days uh-huh 10 out of 10 being a musician was what you need to focus on. Yeah. But now being a musician is like one yeah. out of ten things that you yeah, have to focus on. For it's, sure, for sure. The pie has gotten uh it's gotten a lot bigger yeah. than the things that you need to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're not this radical social media
0: figure, mm-hmm. nobody's even gonna pay attention to your stuff when it drops. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. And I, I think that's a terrible element of like what's necessary for music, you know? And, uh, like, that's why management and uh, stuff like that goes so far. But go ahead, but so I was
1: just going to say, it's like, I don't like knowing as much as I know
0: about yeah, people. exactly. It ruins them, you know? Like, because I feel like, you know, you don't want... <laughs> idols or anything like no, that. No. but it's like it's i think it's good for people to kind of have the people who inspire them up on these pedestals you know so they can aspire to and try to figure out like how they got so good at the instrument that they or how whatever craft that they inspire them with you know what i mean and i feel like sometimes you need that element of like mystery with a person the, the to pro- fill in the gaps yourself
1: the problem though mm-hmm. and this goes back to something that i just talked about it shortly ago mm-hmm. the problem with all of these celebrities. Uh-huh. There's no other, they're celebrities. Yeah, for sure. Fucking rock stars. Definitely. With these people putting themselves out on a pedestal and mm-hmm. being, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and like mm-hmm. normal people, Yeah, is that it tricks us into thinking that we don't, like, we're not doing enough. Yeah. And that idea of like, you know, when I said that, you know, we're aspiring to be this one in a million thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help when you have, you know, people like, Kanye or whoever like oh I'm the normal person I'm yeah. normal yeah it's like no you're Just like not, you're not yeah you're not a normal <laughs> not, fucking
0: person you're not you're and I like it.
1: I missed that that idea or that era of a time where it was like people that were on that plane of existence mm-hmm. only existed on MTV in the music Definitely. videos and things like mm-hmm. that and like I couldn't open up like some fucking device and like oh see like oh what is Kanye having for lunch today yeah what is you know Kanye's random Twitter rant today (laughs) you know like for sure I don't need to Mm. know this much about people. Yeah exactly and like knowing this much about people that you're supposed to like look up to Mm -hmm. it's it like Mm -hmm. really makes everything just muddy and Mm -hmm. gross yeah for
0: sure and i feel like it's the same problem like uh that we were talking about before you know just like trying to capitalize on people's sense of like wanting to feel connected with celebrities you know what i mean so now it's like it's gotten so deep that it's so important for everyone who wants to make it in any way shape or form to like be like on social media all the time like posting all this stuff it's like uh, i don't know it's just been so extrapolated in a terrible way
1: it's like like all of my friends that i have Mm -hmm. that are really good at social media Mm -hmm. and this is nothing against any of any of you Mm -hmm. chances are you're not watching this anyways Mm -hmm. but there are people that aren't good at anything Mm -hmm. but social media yeah like they're really good at like posting to their stories constantly Mm -hmm. and updating everything and it's Mm -hmm. like fuck there's a part of me that wishes that i had that Mm -hmm. because like you're so connected yeah. with the world, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's like a false. Connection. My brain doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. Like if I have a free second
0: of time, mm-hmm. I'm working on a fucking
1: song. Yeah, for I'm sure. Editing a podcast. I'm, mm-hmm. doing, I'm not thinking
0: about like updating my fucking Instagram story. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I think that's like why it's so important to try to figure out some level of a team or managerialness with your music. You know? What yeah, I mean? you can't. Like, You can't do it all yourself. You can't do it all yourself. And if you try to rely on yourself all to do it, then other things are going to fall short. You know, like before it was like musicians just had to focus on being musicians. Like you were saying, like their entire thing, like all they had to focus on was being the best musicians that they could be putting out the best records, playing the best shows, you know, and now it's one out of 10. Like you said, we're focused on social media and engaging with the audience and stuff. When like, there are people who like their entire education is like to do that for you. You know what I mean? So I do think it is like, it's a big thing. And like artists, I do think generally it should be better at asking for help, you know? And like, cause there are people all around you who like are just looking for someone to use these skills with, you know, we all like know people who have the skills to help us with this stuff, you know? So like if we were to ask them, like we probably have a lot more time to focus on our stuff.
1: So what have you been doing in terms of that? How <laughs> has that life style decision affected you and Jack <laughs> swing or any other other projects that you're in?
0: Yeah. Well, I, so I went to college for like uh Uh, sports arts and entertainment management so i decently i have some background in that type of stuff so in terms of running our social medias i'm pretty good at it though i do hate the need to run it you know um so for me it was less of an immediate concern of finding someone because i did kind of have like the background in that field already (laughs) you know what i mean but at the same time like i'm very good at because of that, I feel I'm like good at delegating with a band, you know. And like when we needed a website made, it was like, I didn't want to make the website. I'm not gonna try to make <laughs> us a website. There are people who are way better at making websites than me. So sure. like, I just hit up someone who I knew was great at making websites, Rylan was her name, who I worked with at Stage AE and she made us a great website. You know what I mean? And I feel like there needs to be that balance of what you can do comfortably and work that feels good. And like past that delegating the work to make sure that you're You know, you don't want to overdo yourself. You want to make sure you have enough time and energy for your art as well as doing everything to the best of your ability. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's one of those things where I have a huge issue with trust. Mm -hmm. And finding people that I trust Mm -hmm. that are good at doing what they say they're good at doing. For
0: sure. For sure. um,
1: Because an unfortunate Part of this world that we live in is you meet a lot of people that are full of shit. Mm-hmm, definitely. I, I like to think the best of most people, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are full of shit. Definitely. So, uh, but I also am very well aware that I can't do all of this myself and mm-hmm. I shouldn't do all of this myself. For sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, shout outs to my, my buddy, Mike hit who mm-hmm. said something a long time ago. i brought this up a billion fucking times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I had him on the show, he was talking about how you know, we spend this decade working on our craft, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, being a producer or a guitar mm-hmm. player or mm-hmm. whatever. And then all of a sudden, one day you realize it's like, oh, I need to get good at this business stuff, too. But mm-hmm. I don't have another fucking 10 years yeah, to put into exactly, this.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like,
1: dude, yeah. What the fuck am I going to do? You're
0: so right. You're
1: so and, right. Like, and the idea of like trying to market you know, 10 years of experience with six
0: months of business knowledge mm-hmm.
1: is like, you're really selling yourself short.
0: Yeah, dude, definitely a hundred percent. And like, yeah, that's why having a good team is so important, you know, and there does need to be that element of people who believe in what you're doing as much as you do. You know what I mean? Otherwise to them, it's just a job, you know, and like to them, it's just working for someone else. But that's also one thing that I feel like is a lot more difficult nowadays because there are just so many more musicians, so many more bands, so many more people putting out products, you know, because like in these other decades that we're talking about, like there were just like the way managers worked a lot of the time was someone like, listen, man, I love your music and I want to help you make it happen. and Coming up to them, you know, and now it's reversed where like, you know, bands are sending out hundreds of emails every day trying to get signed Notice and everything me. like that. Yeah, Notice exactly. Me. Please, you know, to everyone. But like there was a time. When like the labels and the managers, they were reaching out to the bands, like, I believe in you and I want to help you make it happen. You know what I mean? So it's just such a such a switch well, I think it goes, of mentality in mm-hmm. the industry.
1: Well, it goes back to say we rewind ourselves to that time frame when managers reached out to bands. Uh-huh. It was you were living in an era where there wasn't social media, mm-hmm. there wasn't digital platforms for distributing music. Mm-hmm. And it was harder to get your music in front of people, right? You almost needed that manager or that team to mm-hmm. get your music out. Otherwise, people weren't going to see it because access to, you know, those gates mm-hmm. were it – was, it was cut off. It wasn't like, no. oh, I can just fucking do this myself from my bedroom. Mm-hmm. That didn't exist. No. So now we have this issue where, again, I think everybody has the right – to Release music however they want, whenever mm. they want, mm-hmm. but I think it's very fair to say that a lot of people put music out before it's ready. Oh, dude, 100%. Even if it is professionally recorded mm-hmm. and you have this really nice album cover and like you paid somebody for a good music video, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you don't have a good song, yeah, the rest of this shit doesn't matter, yeah, 100%. and a lot of people don't focus enough on just writing. Good songs, yeah, and just being it's good like, at their instrument, ha- yeah. Or just, their craft. You just have like a half-ass thing, yeah, and it all looks good, yeah. But it's like the it's like the equivalent of uh. So I'm gonna put I'm putting Dianoyas on blast right now. <laughs> Here we go, yeah. All right, so I apologize if you are affiliated with Dianoyas in the Strip <laughs> District. You have a very lovely looking place. Mm-hmm. Your branding is tight. You know, you really good advertising. You have no. a lot of good public pr behind you i've heard nothing but great things about your fucking restaurant i went there the other night with (laughs) stacy and everything was great the server was good everything was fine but when it came down to it my food
0: not that good. Not that good. I actually had the same experience. My uh, my like pasta was <laughs> cold. I'm like, listen, I've been hearing about you for years. Everybody talks like, about the You have cold pasta. Are You serious? And like it was well, my my shit was way too hot. Oh well, there we go. Like I, I, I fucking it, it was like it just tasted overcooked. I could have used some of that warmth. I'm not gonna lie. And
1: uh, yeah, somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. So what <laughs> I'm Alex, saying please. is like, you know, you have it's a, a way that that kind of relates with. The way that a lot of independent music is Mm -hmm. where, you know, at the end of the day, it's like the song just isn't that good, yeah. regardless of how good everything else around it looks. Mm -hmm. And I know that that could suck as, you know, a musician to realize, oh, my music isn't that good, Mm -hmm. but it could be. You just got to work more on it instead of like spending fucking, you know, four months working on songs Mm -hmm. and then a year recording an album. Yeah. So you flip. weren't ready for it. Exactly. You need to do the flip of that. Spend 100%. more time working on the song so you don't have to fucking spend so much time trying to make it sound perfect in the studio. Mm-hmm. Know that they're good and the shit will speak for itself. Yeah,
0: 100%. And I feel like if it was, like for me personally, if it was 50 years ago, I probably wouldn't financially or even just like comfortability within my life have been able to re- look re- release music until like this year in my life. And like, I don't know if that would be a bad thing, you know? And like, I like that. I have all my releases in the past, like look on and like look at my growth and stuff, but none of them for me are necessarily as good as I would like them to be. Sure. You know what well, I mean? I mean, it's like,
1: or a, it's a reflect, like for when sure. I look back on albums that I put out in the past, mm-hmm. I look at each one as like just a reflection of where I was personally, mm-hmm. uh, in that time frame, mm-hmm. you know, like how good I was as a songwriter, a producer, where I was personally, because mm-hmm. all my music's very like reflective of my life, uh-huh, definitely. Um, And I think that that's cool that that exists, mm-hmm. but. A lot of it doesn't need to exist publicly in the yeah, world, for sure. You for know? sure, like, there's no reason for there to be that content to be on any form of like physical media.
0: Yeah, literally, like the only reason that I'm glad that some of my, like my music that's out from when I was like 13 is even there, so I can be like, oh man, I'm drunk right now. Like, listen to this song from when I was 13. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But like, it has no other purpose than that, you know. So, and like, yeah, I mean, but now whenever you get people that are just releasing
1: whatever they want whenever they want, <laughs> yeah. and I guess. You know, it's very subjective. Like, mm-hmm. who are we to say, like, "Oh, your music isn't ready"? Yeah, yeah. So that's the argument. But yeah, like, I guess it's the artist
0: to say. I, I mean, guess it's time will tell.
1: Say. It's not. It's not the artist will say. Yeah, the people will say. Yeah,
0: true. True. You're right. You're right. Ah, very true.
1: Because it's like you know, you'll have like artists that come up out of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. like. Where the fuck did this person come from? I've never heard of them, but they have unquestionably good music. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, regardless of like how good your Facebook business marketing is yeah. or how awesome your logo is, or even like mm. something as simple as like how much as you're fucking playing out of town and touring, it's like a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, it comes from how now, good. Your artist, is how yeah. good is the music? Yeah, how good is And the if product. it's good. People are going to share it. For sure. 100%. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like a meme. Like, if something's funny, mm-hmm. like you don't even think twice about sharing it. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. if like you have a song that's fucking good and people yeah. aren't going to think twice about telling somebody about it, then yeah. you're gold. They're good. But the idea is not figuring out ways to convince people mm-hmm. to like your stuff and share it, mm-hmm. but just like write songs that are
0: good enough that people don't have a choice but to do it. For sure. For sure. And I think it's like, it's worth taking the time. You know what I mean? It's worth taking the time to develop that shit and to, to get to a point where you're listening to your music. Also, like this is my favorite kind of music, you know. But go ahead. Because
1: first impressions last. Mm-hmm. And if you put out shit too soon, mm-hmm. people are gonna have this idea of like who you are and 100%. what your music is based off of like this adolescent version of what your music yeah, Exactly,
0: was. exactly. So do your the, best to make an honest representation. That's something of that, that.
1: that I've fought a lot because yeah. like I've played in a ton of bands over the years, but mm-hmm. I've always released music under the Sykes model. Moniker, uh-huh. and like I have music from ten years ago mm-hmm. that I'm. Um, again, we were just talking about mm-hmm. like I'm happy that it exists because it's a reflection of who I was then. Mm-hmm. But musically, that's not who I am now, yeah, for sure. And anybody that like saw me play a show ten years ago or even mm-hmm. five years ago, that is not an accurate representation of where I am now. 100%. But you know how people are. Yeah. Somebody saw you play a show five years ago, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, that's who you are.
0: Forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's why it's like, I don't know. Pittsburgh, especially in a place like Pittsburgh, where it's such a small town, you know, I feel like everyone has these perceptions of you from different points in time, you know? So all you can do is do your best to build yourself to the person that you want to be, build your art to the art that you want to be, build your music to the music that you want to be, you know? And like, that takes a lot of time. Like it takes a lot of time to be as good as the people who inspired you to do your craft, you know, but you can do it. And it's like, everybody can do it. Everybody can put in that time. And I feel like the further you get in your journey in that, the closer you'll realize you're like, Oh, actually I'm pretty close. Yeah. I think,
1: yeah. Patience and persistence are two things that a lot of people need to practice more Mm -hmm, for
0: sure. And,
1: And, uh, not getting too caught up because again mm-hmm. going back into the social media and all that shit it's really easy to be like oh fuck like i see us putting out another record already <laughs> you know you yeah. put out two records in the time For i sure. put out one yeah. like um mm-hmm. but everybody's time scale everybody's thing is different yeah everybody's you know what thing I mean? is different like you know maybe you put out twice the amount of music that i did yeah but also like maybe you have more time yeah to do shit for like, sure there's so many variables, so many variables. i think <laughs> it's just not getting caught up in what everybody else is doing and just focusing on like your bubble and taking care of the shit around exactly you doing and the things at the pace
0: you. yeah not the pace that makes sense for you you know what i mean if you're trying to force things to keep up with everybody you know you're going to look back and it's going to sound like you rushed through all these recordings or shows i'll take another one thank you i
1: got you my friend <laughs> I appreciate i'll get another it. one for myself i got to reset this camera in a second anyway <laughs>
0: sounds good oh! But yeah, one thing too, like you were saying, like it is crazy for any of us to choose this path. You know what I mean? Like that is – like it doesn't make sense if you think about it in terms of a rational, like does it make sense for me to try to do this monetarily? It doesn't make
1: sense. It doesn't – it only makes sense if it's something that you actually care about.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's like for me, it's like there's a level to which other aspects of society don't – like do not make sense. Like it does not make sense for me to – go To work 40 hours a week doing anything that isn't this, you know what I mean? So it's more of like, if I'm going to enjoy life, I have to figure it out and I got to make it happen. And at the same time, it's like, you know, you've been at it for so long, it's like, just keep working at it, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm talking to the people right now, <laughs> I'm talking to you, we're the talking people, to you. yeah, we're talking to you, the people. Uh, but like, you know, it's like you spent this long honing this craft, you know, it's like you can do it, and it's like it, it already doesn't make sense, you know. So if it's if there's a time stamp that you're waiting for to you know, stop, then I don't think that makes sense. So
1: before we like completely close off Mm -hmm. the conversation, you know, we're talking a lot about music as a whole, like the big picture, you Mm -hmm. know, the one in a billion picture. Yeah, for sure. But if we were to have this conversation on more of like a more, more of a a focus topic Uh of Pittsburgh, which is where we are at, Uh what is your opinion on the pittsburgh scene specifically and i'm not going to say anything else just that question the pittsburgh scene how does isaiah ross feel about the pittsburgh Mm -hmm. music scene
0: i think the pittsburgh music scene is beautiful you know there's like for me i've had such a crazy like cumulative journey through the pittsburgh music scene that has touched genres that i never thought it would and brought me back in ways that i never thought it would you know and i feel like all that is here and all that's present you know and um For me, my biggest concern with the Pittsburgh music scene is that there's not necessarily yet at least too big of a music industry in Pittsburgh, you know. So there's a lot of people who I know who are trying to make it all happen, you know, but there's not necessarily too much money in Pittsburgh. Oh,
1: yeah. And every time somebody... Does sorry, I don't mean to cut you no, off, no, no, but please, I'm gonna please. fucking mm-hmm. every time somebody in Pittsburgh is like music industry affiliated, yeah. why are you always a scumbag?
0: Yeah, why are you always a scumbag? Every single one of you has yeah. been a scumbag. You're always a scumbag, you know? And Even it's like, some
1: of you that have been on the show, you're scumbags. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's scumbag. So <laughs> yeah, Just boom. saying yeah. shit.
0: So honest, so honest, you know, and like I feel like there's that level to which everybody in Pittsburgh who has, you know, made it you know, for the most part has had to leave, you know, like I had to leave and move to this other place to like try to live there and stuff. But I feel like because of that lack of uh, proper industry in Pittsburgh, like it's it's still not Incredibly sustainable for a person to be a musician full time in Pittsburgh. You know what Well, I
1: mean? it's so interesting because now we're living in a time where, like, what is proper? Yeah, what is proper for the music industry? For sure. It's like nobody, even like the people that have like labels, you mm-hmm. know, or like a New York or mm-hmm. LA, Chicago, I feel yeah. like everything there is still unstable. Yeah, for sure. Look, those who the people fuck don't even knows necessarily what's have going money. on? Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Which is very true. Very and that's
1: true. just something that's of like this very particular small time frame that we're in now
0: yeah very true and for me i i love the music that comes out of pittsburgh and for me like there's some artists that are doing amazing amazing things like benji is a complete inspiration he's been you know touring the entire world right now and just you know Completely inspiring the entire city, which I think is beautiful. And he's one of those people who wants to come back to Pittsburgh and wants to bring that to Pittsburgh for the music industry of Pittsburgh, which I think is awesome. And I think artists kind of need to have that mentality of, you know, if we want this to happen here for us and for other people, then we need to work on bringing it here, you know. And there's that like, oh, man, I got to leave. Like all of my – most of my favorite – artists from Pittsburgh have tried have moved somewhere else to try to make it happen. You know what I mean? Which I understand, but at the same time we could bring that here if we put the energy and effort into bringing that here. And I think that's kind of a, something that we should all be more on the same page about, you know, cause uh, I don't know. It's just not necessarily healthy to look at life like that. Even my like yeah. stuff like Mac, I feel like if Mac, I mean, I'm, i do not want to say anything too bold here, but I feel like if Mac was here and he was home, I feel like he would have been a lot better. I think things would have went better for Mac Miller if he was here in Pittsburgh and didn't feel the need to live in L.A. to make music happen for him. You know what I mean? And I feel like even for the mentality and just, you know, well-being of artists, like, that need to be in these places isn't necessarily healthy. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Yeah. I think that that made sense, right? did that make sense? I've had a no. couple, so I'm not sure. But no,
1: no, no. That definitely hmm. makes sense. It's just something I've never really thought of. Mm-hmm. And I think that just goes back to even into the Kanye conversation, mm-hmm. how once you get in that world, you're on a different planet. Exactly. And how, and so that, far and how that changes you. Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole different set of like values. Yeah. And like just like you have to interact with people in a different way. Mm-hmm. And like, again, like, I don't want to say anything that's super bold, but I feel yeah. like, you know, maybe somebody like Mac Miller that was in that environment mm-hmm. was maybe lonely. Yeah, exactly. And that's 100%. what created, you know, the situation that
0: mm-hmm. he ended up in. Yeah, and it definitely didn't help. It because it didn't just,
1: help. you know, that's just, I feel like, you know, Mac Miller was a very gifted musician that was super passionate about yeah. what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stuck in an environment where, you know, okay, You're able to, you know, talk with people that can get you, like, the monetary success that you need. Mm -hmm. But, like, the productivity is almost like an afterthought Mm -hmm. to everything else. For sure. You get wrapped up in all
0: this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's this mentality of I need to leave the things I love behind to make the thing I love the most happen. You know what I mean? Which is, like, a completely unreasonable sacrifice to ask of yourself. Like, there's no reason for you to need to leave your family to make your art come true. You sure. know what I mean? And it's like, that's everybody's mentality, all of America, you know, is we got to get to these places. We got to make our plate, these places love our music. And we should just be focused on bringing that industry to the places that we're at, you know, mm-hmm. probably but be a the, lot better for our, our mental health. If you're asking me. You uh, yeah.
1: That, that there's a yin and yang of like, yeah, that, that, that personal health and well-being mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't think about and overlook or take for granted. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've, Anytime, you know, I like if I really sit down and talk with somebody that I know that is touring all the time, like Mm -hmm. somebody that's really like separated from like friends and family, Mm -hmm. you know, you can talk to somebody that's on the road and it's like, you know, I love doing this, but like fuck, like I miss just hanging out with, you know, my girlfriend or my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. or you know, I miss just, you know, I wanna see my family.
0: I wanna Mm -hmm. see my kid. Yeah. That
1: kind of shit. And for sure. Those simple things that
0: are really easy to take for granted for sure and i think that balance is super important too like for me like i love pittsburgh like i've toured most of america probably at this point but pittsburgh is still my favorite city in all of america you know but for me to have that feeling i feel like i need to be like i need to leave pittsburgh to have that feeling i needed to see the rest of it to know that i needed to come back to pittsburgh you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like pittsburgh is my favorite city whenever i have the opportunity to leave and come back and be reminded of all the things that the rest of america kind of overlooks that I feel like Pittsburgh doesn't, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, There's, it's really easy to romanticize these, these concepts of different places in the world and mm -hmm. different things, but much like you can't choose, you can't choose how you're born. You can't choose where you're born. Mm -hmm. And if you know, if you're in Pittsburgh and you're here and if you have like a really good supportive, you know, emotional friend base, uh, family, friends, fans Mm -hmm. all that stuff it's like just don't take that for granted yeah i mean don't get me wrong like you know if you're born somewhere and like you know everything is shitty leave (laughs) yeah don't stay there exactly but also like if you have really good things in your surroundings like Mm -hmm. don't take those people for granted i can almost guarantee you that if you like abandon that stuff Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna miss it the grass isn't
0: always greener for sure
1: yeah there's a lot more to life Mm -hmm. than your art,
0: um, definitely. Your art
1: isn't that important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is another thing that is like really yeah. hard. But I think it necessarily humbling.
0: Yeah, for people to realize. For sure, people like need to remember you're yeah.
1: not. I mean, like you know, being that voice of a generation. Mm-hmm. That's another one in a billion. Exactly,
0: there. and you exist outside of your so art. So, with that being
1: said, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that you're not it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not it. Isaiah yeah. is not it yeah you're not it. <laughs> but yeah. there's nothing wrong with that like there's yeah. nothing wrong with being normal mm-hmm. there's nothing and wrong then, with trying your best you yeah know? like that doesn't for, mean that you still can't try your yeah, best
0: exactly exactly give it everything you know and if you feel like you got to move on move on and like there was something um, i had this huge realization the other day uh, for one i've been listening to a lot of leonard skinner which is crazy <laughs> you know this is a crazy <laughs> thing. completely separate topic but um <laughs> leonard skinner has made some beautiful songs man and like what I realized is like everybody makes fun of Leonard Skinner, you know. You're at a show, people are yelling Freebird. Half the people yelling Freebird don't know Leonard Skinner wrote that song, you know, and the other half of them don't actually know who Leonard Skinner is. You know what I mean? That's a good fucking song, though. Yeah, it's a great fucking song. It's a great song. And it's like these dudes, it's like society has like I don't know. I'm not going to get too deep into this. I've just had a lot of revelations about that type of stuff. But it's like, just be honest about your music. And like, even if you're Leonard Skinner and you die in a plane crash in 1976, like, people will still probably be like singing your songs and crying to them in bars in 2019. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Just be honest about it. And if you don't necessarily feel the level of congratulations for it that you were expecting, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. You know, it's like your art will stand the test of time because it, you know, it'll last longer than you, you know, so just be real about it. I figure, but yeah, sorry for the rant.
1: No, no, no. I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. I think that there's that, just that, that concept of like being very blunt about it. And Mm -hmm. it's really easy to trick yourself into thinking that you're a lot more special than you are, especially in the social media Mm -hmm. generation. Yeah. But it's it's like, you're special. You're special Mm -hmm. because you're a living being on this planet. Mm -hmm. But like, you're also not special because Mm -hmm. you're one of however many fucking people are on this planet, (laughs) you know, and, and, uh, that's okay. But just keep that in mind sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't forget, you know, the people that are around you, the people that care about you and don't forget about yourself. Be sure that take care of yourself and,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, for sure. Because if like, if you can't, if you don't care about yourself, if you don't love yourself, how can anybody else love you?
0: That, yeah, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, definitely, you can't even you can't make the best versions of your art if you're not caring for yourself. You know what I mean? I feel like people get so consumed with you know just like treating themselves like shit to make it happen. Oh yeah, know? but it's like at the end of the day, like if you were treating yourself like better, if you were like a little bit higher on your priority list, like your art would probably be a million times better. You know because you ate breakfast for a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally, like that shit goes so far. Like just like got to take care of yourself. That shit took me a long time to figure out, you know, because it was so many, so many years of like, you know, art and everything, you know, rock music. I need to make it happen. I'll just be poor, live on people's floors, you know, but. That's no way to live. You, you can't make the best shit if you're, you know, about to die. <laughs> you know sure. What I mean, literally.
1: Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, you can't create art if you don't have some sort of a physical a physical vessel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for anybody listening to this in the, view, in the future, mm-hmm. if like this is, like, 2045 and you're laughing at us now because everybody's <laughs> yeah. just, like, weird spirits in the Android system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like now, at the end of 2019... <laughs> You need a physical form still to yeah. be able to create things. Mm-hmm. So, in order, you got to take care of that mm-hmm. and put yourself in, be able to have this, like, be healthy, be comfortable in your body. Mm-hmm. So then you can actually focus 100% on your art. Exactly. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing something like, I mean, granted, shout outs to, to beer, but let's mm-hmm. just say, like, You're drinking yourself or drugs or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, all the fucking time. And as a physical being, you're only able to be 30% of what you could be. Yeah, That means starting off, you're only able to put 30% of yourself into your art. Mm -hmm. And if you're telling yourself that you want to be 100 – if you want to put yourself – dedicate 100% of yourself to your art, but you're putting something in your body that Mm -hmm. only lets you do half that, if not less Mm – but people don't think about it too yeah, because true. there's a, there's a part of this rock and roll lifestyle where it's supposed to be like, Oh
0: yeah. Debauchery. It's supposed yeah. to be a part of the lifestyle. No, you yeah. got
1: to balance that shit. You got to yeah. be an adult sometimes yeah. I hate to break sometimes, it to you. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, as somebody that still has uh, a room full of Ninja Turtles figures <laughs> and refuses to grow up in some aspects, yeah. you still got to grow up mm-hmm. in some other aspects. Mm-hmm. It's really, really crucial, yeah, unfortunately, but also fortunately, because, yeah. um, I find that whenever I take better care of myself, you know, it's easier for me to get up earlier and work on, mm-hmm. you get those extra couple hours in the day and you could do a lot in a couple hours. Yeah,
0: it goes a long way, man. It goes a long way. It's crazy. Just that extra intention, taking care of yourself, put yourself first. You know, I feel like even with me, like there are times when like it feels like my entire like relationship with people is based around the band based around the you know those type of interactions that's oh, yeah it's easy you know but yeah you gotta forget that shit because you're still a person you know you were still a person before you started whatever artistic endeavor is consuming you right now you know what i mean
1: you know speaking into that um which so i will say we are we're over our hour Oof. i don't like to go over an hour mm-hmm. but i'm having a good time
0: yeah me too man
1: you in a rush no no i'm enjoying myself word cool me either. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep it going because <laughs> we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you if if you're still here. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. Be sure to like and thanks. subscribe. Yeah. Check out Jack Swing and Brightside
0: <laughs> on the internet.
1: And uh, you have any other projects you want to promote? What was the other one? Uh, Rowdy. 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 Right. It,
0: it was it was the Bird Hour. If you know that. But okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the same group of dudes, all my roommates, like my best friends, but it's brody from Jack Swing is the guitarist and songwriter focused on his stuff. But Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. you. Cool. Like yeah.
1: Check that stuff out. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe, follow, share. But anyways, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about friendship mm-hmm. and bands mm-hmm. and the relationships that band members have with each other and how Yo. important that is to <laughs> the, the success of a band. Not 100%. monetary success, but just creativity productivity mm-hmm. success so we'll just keep this focused on jack swing for uh, now but uh-huh. we can you can relate it to the other projects if you want uh-huh. to um how often do you and the people from jack swing or your other bands like hang out outside of band practice or shows um
0: uh-huh. um so me being me Rod. so there's only like three of us technically isaiah lives in minnesota right now uh, isaiah who plays keyboards and jack swing but um so there's me Rody oh uh, yeah i know isaiah okay so nice <laughs> he's
1: a he's a human being he is.
0: living to his fullest 100
1: yeah that Force that, that right. motherfucker is way too much energy <laughs>
0: yeah it's crazy it's crazy he's the most pumped up man i've ever met in my entire life jesus
1: christ <laughs> fucking guy sorry yes. i mean i don't know I, I don't know if you're watching isaiah you're probably too busy to watch this so I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. jesus christ yes. calm yeah. down <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's good dude i like yeah. around that guy just because like you get energy from him oh yeah just, he's, he's ex-
0: <laughs> like it's just coming out of him dude yeah 100 awesome. percent. Anyway, sorry but yeah but um so we were playing a lot too so for most of 2019 we were probably playing about like i don't want to say like a show a week two shows a week so mm-hmm. there was at least the practice that week the show that week that we were seeing on each other but me and riley live together so i see him every day and then uh jonathan i see him probably you know two three times a week but, um, yeah, it's just it's so important, like your relationship and that energy that you have between each other is the relationship that is coming out when you're playing together. You know what I mean, and like if there are things that you're not talking about, if there's anything that you're just like keeping separate from each other, that comes out in the music as well. I think you know what I mean, one hundred
1: percent hundred percent,
0: yeah, yeah, and I think that honesty is like completely crucial, like you need to be on a level of friendship with these people that is like unprecedented, you know what I mean, it's like. I don't know, you're essentially going into battle with these people, especially and if you're, like, the band leader, too. You're trusting these people to help you fulfill this artistic vision that you have. You know what I mean? So, for one, I feel like there just needs to be this level of, you know, thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for helping me, like, realize all this stuff that a lot of people overlook, I think. And um, for two, it's like if you're going to actually realize that vision, you know, you need to be able to be honest with these people, which I think is crucial to the band. But, yeah
1: yeah no, it's <laughs> so important to know what the fuck is going on in everyone's lives because people mm. are gonna bring that with them For i sure. mean i've 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 been in my share of projects where there's that one person that you know can't hold down a job mm-hmm. or somebody you know that has like the fucking the most erratic you know uh, sexual relationships with mm-hmm. people and it's, yeah. like, there's always this weird drama it has nothing to do with the band, but they fucking bring it into the space. Yeah, for sure. And like, that's fine. You're only human. Mm-hmm. But like, you got to let us know about this yeah. because like, <laughs> yeah. otherwise, I feel like, you know, you and your fucking partner got mm. into a fight, mm. and then you're giving me shit over some mm. fucking drum part. Yeah, I exactly. Don't, I don't know that you and fucking <laughs> Jeff got into a fight. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to let me know. You got. Otherwise, let me know. like I'm thinking that you're directing all this energy at me yeah. based off of this drum part, exactly. and it has like, nothing to do with the yeah, drum why are, part. Why are you
0: being a dick right now? It's because exactly.
1: you know. It's because you know fucking because you know, Jeff didn't fucking do so. I don't, yes. you know, I just don't. I know, shit. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> it's so funny that you would say anything like that. Because I know exactly what
0: you mean. It, yes. It's like, it's
1: so specific, but I mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, having groups of people, you know, it's, it's complicated, especially, you know, as life matures. And if you get a little bit older, even though this isn't necessarily an age thing, but mm-hmm. just as people start to take more responsibility in their life. Cause I mean, again, one in a billion being that Jimmy Page. Yeah. So all of us have jobs outside of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, We may have relationships, families, all the school, mm-hmm. all these things bleed in and just like taking time to thank the people that you work with yeah. and let them know that you appreciate that they're taking that time and understanding what's going on in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's like this is a thing where it's like none of us are making a living off of this. So mm-hmm. it's like the only thing that's going to make us continue to do this mm-hmm. on a regular basis is that passion. Mm-hmm. And without the friendship having that passion for it, it's going to go away. Yeah, 100%. Because like most – if I look back and I think about most of the failed or just like abandoned projects that have been in that mm-hmm. were musical. So many. All of it has been just – the friendships disbanded mm-hmm. and why is that because we didn't have that like uh that mature ability to just be able to connect with each other Because yeah. it's like i don't have any personal beefs with any of these people yeah for sure it's just like i don't know i was fucking 20 years old and you i know. didn't even know how to like reflect upon like my own fuck up like, a hundred percent mature dude, way yeah, yeah so true. it's like you know i i couldn't handle you know i couldn't handle what jeff did to you <laughs> i didn't understand how to talk to you yeah exactly but like there's been plenty of times where it's like you know we need to actually like, we're here for band practice yeah but we're not gonna have a band practice today and instead it's like you know we're having like a friendship therapy session yeah hundred percent sometimes that's how it is <laughs> you know and i feel like
0: you just got to be able to like you have to honestly reflect on all those experiences. Like, if you want to be the any part of a band that you want to be, you know, that you need to be honest about all the things that have happened and why they've happened. You know, if you don't reflect on that shit, then you're not going to learn from it. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, definitely important to reflect on it because we all have that shit, you know? And if you look at it, like, I'm sure we've all lost band members. And if we actually think about why that happened, if we would have just, like, asked them, are you all right, you know, what's going on, probably would we'll be okay right now. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean? Yeah, it, it's, it, it's really easy to, you know... <laughs> Take things personally, and mm-hmm. it's funny because most of the time, like I find that, I mean, it's not always the case, mm-hmm. but a large chunk of the time, if somebody's throwing shade at you, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you're just the unfortunate recipient. Yeah, of somebody else's fuck. Yeah, it's up. like
0: I just want you to stop slowing down. Why are you so mad? Yeah, <laughs> you just gotta
1: be be transparent with people. Yeah, exactly. and that's the thing too. it's like. You know, if you can't be transparent with the people that you're in this like this personal relationship, this band with, mm-hmm. how are you expecting to connect with the the rest of the world? 100%. If you can't even connect with the people that you're in a room with, one hundred percent. All this time, one hundred percent. So
0: yeah. it's just something to think about. It is just something to think about. Have a talk with your bandmates. Check in on them. You know, yeah, that's it. That's it. that's very important. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: With uh, everything that you're doing right Mm -hmm. now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the end of 2019, going Mm -hmm. into the new year. Mm -hmm. Is there anything? Crazy sound. The timer went off on my phone. Oh, we have to reset the
0: camera? No, it's okay.
1: We probably should reset. How does this work? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good song. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. I see.
0: There we go. Sorry. No, it's okay. Phones.
1: Anyways, end of the year, end of the podcast. Yep. What does Jack Swing and or Brightside and or Rowdy have Mm -hmm. coming up? Excellent.
0: Uh, So from Jack Swing, I would say expect we were in the studio last week. uh, We tracked an EP that I'm very excited about. I would say that's coming out sometime early 2020, um, as well as the rest of the year I plan to use on writing a record and getting that developed and stuff. So some of that hopefully as well. Brightside has a record done, ready to go 2012, and that will be coming out at some point in 2020 as well. Brightside, Mm -hmm. y'all are on the show next week yes, yes next Sunday. are you gonna be here yeah i'll be here yeah <laughs> that's why i asked because like i didn't even know i thought that like i should just come by myself and then yeah. like, matt williams is like oh yeah we're all going but you got to come too and i was like oh is everyone supposed to come so i was like do you want me to bring Yeah, It it's so funny i mean? yeah, Matt matt sent
1: me an email he was like can everybody come i was like i mean
0: i could fit six people in here <laughs> yeah. so if you want yeah. it, that's fine yeah so i'll be here next week as well um <laughs> but yeah 2012 is the name of the album and that is this it's done and it's coming out soon. So, well, pretty much done. Uh, new single coming kind of soon. As well. That's with Jack Swing? That's oh, Brightside. A Brightside, sorry. Mm. And the Jack Swing EP, I would say, new singles coming very soon, but March 2020? Cool. Um, perhaps. And um, yeah, Riley's also going to record some stuff too. So, a lot of new music coming very soon that I'm really excited about. Uh, but yeah, just trying to keep it moving. I know. I feel like uh, I feel a good feeling about 2020 musically. I feel like there's a lot of stuff. I feel like there's a lot of energies kind of moving, kind of ex- going to explode at the same time. So, We'll see what happens.
1: Hell, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really excited for everything that you're doing. I'm glad that we finally got a chance to yeah. sit down and chat. 100%. Um, In full transparency, you know, mm-hmm. I am going to probably stop this in a couple minutes here. Mm-hmm. But there's no rush. No. Yeah. We can keep chatting. It's just <laughs> like, you know, like we already have people here for an hour and 20 minutes. How yeah. long do you expect them to listen? They're probably yeah, not yeah. going to listen much longer than this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But if you want to chat with Isaiah... Go see him at a fucking show. Yeah. Please, Go look up, please. Fucking Jack Swing, Right <laughs> Side, or Rowdy—they're probably playing shows. They're active <laughs> musicians. <laughs> Go check them out. And uh, I don't know—is there anything else that we should touch on? I think we did it.
0: Yeah. I, don't I think, think this it. is it. We, we touched a lot of stuff. That was—that was good. That was a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff.
1: We did it. So did I'm it. gonna do my outro. Sounds good. And then we're gonna stop all this stuff. But <laughs> hey, don't feel free. Don't feel like you have to leave. Yeah. It's on. all good. Hang so it. yes, um Outro. This is the button. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening one more time. Isaiah, thank you for being here. Thank you, bro. I'll it. be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019, I think. This may be going up in 2020. Yeah, Who knows? We'll see. It doesn't close. fucking matter. It's the end of the year. Figure it out. <laughs> woo Thanks for listening. <laughs> and we are done. That's it, my friend. Hell yeah. Cool. Dude, that was a blast. Hell yeah. Yeah. Blast.